Hello, welcome to the Librarians by the Sea podcast presented by the Swampscott Public Library. I'm Susan Connor. I'm the Assistant Director of the Library. Our topic today is the Andrews Chapel, an absolutely beautiful little chapel located at the Swampscott Cemetery. My guest today is Deborah Bogardis, who is chair of the Andrews Chapel Committee and has been instrumental in the recent chapel renovations. Thank you for joining me today, Deb. Thank you, it's my pleasure. So can you tell me, how did you become interested in the chapel? What started this? Um, it was about 20 years ago, actually. My sister passed away. She lived in Seattle, but she had friends and family here. And we, my other sister and I wanted to have a memorial service for her, and that was where we wanted to have it. So we went to the town uh, garage and asked if uh, we could use the chapel, and they said, sure. So we put a notice in the paper, and then we thought we'd better check the chapel. And when we did, it was full of dirt and leaves and dead birds, and it was terrible. Oh oh. So we got to scrubbing, and we at, at the end of the week, we ended up having a glorious day in April. And um, it was happened to be on my sister's birthday, the day that, that oh, we had her nice. funeral. Nice. And it was lovely, and everyone came, and no one had been inside of that chapel ever. But um, my sister and I decided right then, uh, this chapel has to be restored, because if it was this bad, when we found it, it had not been used and not checked, obviously. No. So we, that, that was the beginning. So we went to the town and uh, spoke before the town um, administrators and uh, told them what we had in mind that we and it never went anywhere it never went anywhere so um we kind of gave up on that um a few years went by and then we started i started a notice in the paper that they were looking for a committee to form to talk about just to talk about the chapel so um we met, there were five or six of us, old ladies, <laughs> decided this was it. Well, actually what the town wanted was us just to talk about it, but we decided that we were going to restore it. And that was it. Excellent. So we started looking through old town records and we found uh, town meeting minutes that had designated certain amount of money to work on the, restoring the chapel, but they were never used. So this totaled up to a great amount of money. It was $180,000. Wow. And we used that to repair the exterior. So what happened is all of the stones, well, not all of the stones, but many of the stones had come loose and dropped out. They had to be replaced, repointed, re-cemented. Um, they had to regrow the whole building. The tower was leaking into the building, and um, it holds in the roof. So the, the money that we found did the exterior of the chapel, the complete exterior. And um, then we came to the interior, and we had no money. No. We had no money. So we had to um, become creative and do fundraising, which was actually not in anybody's um, <laughs> scope. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we needed a lot of money. We really didn't know how to do this, so um, we buddied up with um, a couple of gentlemen and put us in touch with um, ECCF, which is the Essex County Community Foundation, and we uh, became a nonprofit. And so we started having uh, little get-togethers at people's houses and just blatantly asking for money. Sure. And uh, that didn't really get you a lot. But then we became um, creative and we, we sold sort of uh, naming rights to the windows and the pews and the lectern and the chairs that were there and it, so that you could get a brass plaque with your family's name on it. Nice. You know, we ended up getting quite a bit of money that way. And then we became just blessed by this wonderful couple in town that, who's, I, I, I don't know if it's a secret or not, so I don't know if they want their name out there, but they're okay. just extremely kind and generous. And they gave us $75,000, a lot of money. Nice. As a matching grant. So... So we had to get busy and we had to raise you know, more $75,000 more. And we did. And we managed to get it. I don't know how we got it, but we did get it. It took a while. But um, we, we got the money. And it, you know, a lot of it was in kind because the townspeople were extremely generous. A little boy across the street came over with money from his piggy bank, $5.20. Oh, you know, nice. I mean, there's 520 on one hand and 75,000 on another. Didn't matter. It was all, it was just wonderful, wonderful. And um, we took all that, all that money and the tradespeople gave us either their services for nothing or at a greatly reduced rate. And they, they were wonderful. You know, carpenters and plasters and painters and um, Masons and you know everybody in everybody in town that we contacted stepped up to the plate. We weren't we weren't turned down by anyone. Wow, they were, they were so wonderful. And one day uh, they were plastering the front wall by the front door, and uh, all of a sudden the wall got uh, punky and started to fall down. And they stopped what they were doing. And uh, they called me, <laughs> so, what do we do now? And uh, I, I called Rob Dandrio, and anyway, uh, and um, Steve Hayes, and he was there in a, in a heartbeat. He dropped what he was doing, and he got up there, and they ripped wow. down this wall that was falling on, on the guys. It was, wow. you know, and that is the way everything worked when we were working on this. Anything that went wrong, somebody jumped in, and it, and, and fixed it. They they would just I can't tell you how how grateful we are to live in this town and, and have this sort of thing, you know, happen. So um would you like me to tell you about some of the things that we did? Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Well outside after the outside we had to take the front doors off. And Ron, oh. Ron Tricasso, um took them, and it took them months to get it get them straightened out because they were all warped and they wouldn't close. They were padlocked with a big chain. Oh wow! So I mean, it really needed to be secure. So he yeah. for went for months and stripped it down and stripped it down until it became the original apple green color. 
Oh, nice. So we knew that this was a, a historic building, but not um, at that time. It wasn't on the historic register. It is now, but oh, the God, National God. Historic Register. But um, but we we tried to adhere to historically correct um, with everything we did. Right. So the door the door was taken away for a while. We just had plywood up there. In the meantime. The inside of the walls were all wet and uh, moldy, so they had to be cut out, ripped away. The it vomits, rodents, something had eaten away the bottom of the walls. Oh. Piles of rubble were there. It was, it was so sad to think that it had gone into this disrepair. So once the walls were cut out, a new plaster and all put up there. We had to put in, we put all new electricity in, so while the walls were apart, we rewired the entire chapel. Oh, for the um, 21st century. That's good. <laughs> yes, it needed, you know, the lanterns and the lights, and it needed a fire alarm system, and we're directly, you know, connected into the fire station now with our own firebox. Good. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, it, it has to be safe. Even though it's a huge stone building, you don't want it to be ruined or destroyed by a fire right so we had the um the walls were all put back together again then the floors were all rotted around the edge the whole perimeter so we had to rip those up and put in new floor joists and new floorboards to, to match the original floor and um, we took the pews out put them down at the temple for safekeeping until um, we decided what we were going to do with them. They were, they were all moldy and falling apart as well. Wow. So then the temple went underwater and uh, we had to take them out and we brought them to the Mashon School. And there we uh, had more luck because um, an Eagle Scout in town, um, a boy going for his Eagle Scout badge, took right. this on as his project. He, he and his oh. little troop what they a good job and repaired the, all of those pews except for i think there were four that were just uh, beyond repair however um a friend took those pieces of broken pew and made two lovely tables for the back of the um, chapel to, to put plants on a memorial book and things like that family photos sure. when they're having a funeral so they're made out of the pews so that was, and he's a local, local uh, guy. Yeah. So, um, so we, we got the floors um, all resanded. It was magnificent. I mean, I mean, just it just looked so beautiful. The um, the back to the walls, we we had to replaster them. It's quite tall, you know. The inside of that building goes right to the, you know, up to the peak. So wow. it was all we had to replaster everything and repaint it, and we got. And that was something that had to match the original type of plaster. You know, it had to be oh. just the right amount of bumpiness. Right, so it would look right. And uh, it was stenciled all the way around with beautiful wording and some religious sayings and some lines. And um, so we copied them all. And we hired a girl who was, she was historic stenciler. And wow. she did historic buildings and so she copied everything made new stencils and um when the walls were all painted it was all re-stenciled it's just a little bit of a little bit of a girl and she was up on this huge stage and the fire department had helped us 
in the school department and helped us put together inside so that she could reach the very peak. It was, it was really great. So we all came in and had a chance to do a little bit of stenciling so we could say we, we helped, you know, we do helped, we a, helped. a few inches. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, the windows, so the, so the walls were now down, the floors were down, the windows, we found a historic window preservationist and he took all the windows out. They were broken. They were stained glass, lighted windows. And he took them all out, took them apart and rebuilt every window and re-lighted and put in new glass where it was broken. And uh, they were all put back in and they have a new, um, it's like Lex Lexan uh, covering on the outside. So it has a weep hole so that they won't steam up but um, you can't break these windows because they're very expensive to replace. <laughs> but you know, the vandals, people just walking around, just throwing a rock at them would break them. Right. So, um, so the windows are repaired. Um, let's see. So then the building went on the National Historic Register. And that nice. was, that was such a proud moment. And, oh, yeah. and beside that, we received a preservation award from the state at a wonderful oh. ceremony in Boston. We went into the um, state house with um, Secretary of State, and uh, he gave us a beautiful uh, plaque, huge, to go inside. The, and we got this preservation award. I mean, we had received one pre previously from the town, but this was even more, you know, meaningful and then and then to get the national on the national historic register was just like unbelievable to think that it had gone this far it was just grand oh, it makes you so feel good for all that work done. yep lovely it, i mean all that work was worth every single solitary minute it really was um i i, I have the, I always have the feeling that this is what why I was put on earth to just Aww. to be the, the chair of this. I was fortunate. I mean, it really and truly takes a village. Uh, you know, there, there was a handful of us that, right. um, that met on this committee and everybody worked tirelessly and it wasn't any one person. I, I get a lot of recognition for it, but I it just happened to be the chair for us and that's all. And just had this crazy passion. I wasn't going to let it go, <laughs> but um, it, it was just, um, just a wonderful feeling. You know, we didn't have any heat in there. The, uh, so we, somebody gave us a new gas furnace. We didn't have a gas line, so we brought a gas line in from the street. Wow. I mean, we, we weren't just going in and, uh, you know, throwing a coat of paint on something. We, it really was completely rebuilt. And it was rebuilt to its historic significance. Actually, I mean, every single solitary thing, we thought about it that way. So in the, in the end, I think one of the last things that we did, um, we, we ripped apart the front entryway and brought it up to the exact level of the um, floor of, inside the chapel so that you could bring a, um, a casket in on the, on the wheeled dolly oh, that they bring that in. Very good. And uh, we built a, um, a handicap ramp on the front of the building that's made of the same stone from the same quarry. It matches the chapel exactly. It looks like it's been there for a hundred years. Oh, what and, a good uh, touch to really add. It's really pretty. It's really pretty. And yes. it's, it's easy to get 
you know, a, a casket up there, or anybody with a disability that wanted to walk around instead of trying to get up the stairs. So that, that's all uh, in. And um, since then, did I think of anything else I wanted to tell you about that? I don't think so. Um, what would you like to see going forward um, well, for the I'd chapel? Well, I'd like to see it used. You know, we all we all feel that way. We've had um, we've had about two dozen funerals, and we've had um, a couple of concerts. Very and, beautiful location um, for that. A couple of it, it it seats about a hundred people. That's it's not really huge, but it's not tiny either. You know. So that's, that's really a, a nice size. It's got marvelous acoustics. And, um, you, you know, you could, one, one family brought in a sound system to magnify it, but you really don't need it. If you have a good, clear voice, you know, it's got lovely sound inside there. Two years in a row, a um, couple of churches from uh, Marblehead have used it for Holy Saturday. Oh, and uh, had a, it, it's an interdenominational chapel. So, um, we'd really like to publicize it more as a gathering place rather than as a religious facility because it, we've had town meetings there. The town administrator has had, uh, you know, their select, selectmen's meeting there. Um, we've had two or three other people have had, had meetings as opposed to having just funerals. I wish we had a wedding. <laughs> oh, that would be, be lovely. A wonderful place to have a wedding. We did have a thank you party. Oh, good. Uh, after when it was all done and uh, there's two young girls that work at the senior center and they planned the whole thing and we had it outside in the driveway and had it open everybody who came every was people that they were people that had um donated to us or helped us out in some way or another so we had a chance to have a nice cocktail party and say thank you to everyone and it's just one of those glorious days that god gives you that you could just enjoy and, and uh, give thanks. So that was nice. And I think, as it turned out, I, I'm a lady who has the key. <laughs> okay. And, and I have a little cards, and that's what they say, the lady with the key. And it, when anybody called the, the um, cemetery, they wanted to know about the use of the chapel, Mark Cabelli would send them to me, called Deb Bogatis, and uh, I gave him my cards. And, and it was fun, it was really fun. And I still am the lady with the key, but you know what? I'm a lot older now. <laughs> you know, I'm 10 years older than I was when I started it. It's time for younger people to be running it. But it's, you know, Susan, it's very difficult to give up something that you love with such a passion, unless you know that somebody else is going to care. Well, maybe not equally, but almost as much as you do. You, I need to know that somebody cares. I, I mean, I, I really like to pass, pass it on. But um, so um, we decided that it was a good idea if we put it through the senior center. So either oh. Gina Bush or Ann Corgrello, who happened to both be on our committee, our restoration committee, which is now like use and maintenance, not restoration. But um, they're, they're in charge of, um, you call the senior center if you want to use it. That's and uh, it. they'll make the arrangements. Oh, very and, good. So if anybody that, listening would like to host an event there, call right. the Senior Center. Just call the Senior Center and, and I'll say either Gina or Ann and they will make the arrangements for someone to um, get in and use it. Our biggest drawback, and this is, this is a big one, there is no bathroom. 
There is oh. no bathroom. It's a small chapel. <clears throat> there is no place in the footprint of that oh. building to put a bathroom. And we have tried every which way but loose. We just, there's no place to put a bathroom. So what we did, and it was um, not ideal, but we put a porta potty out in the back. Okay. And that people felt when they came for a funeral, someone might need a restroom facility. Oh, sure. And uh, the porta potty had to be the answer. So we just would hire a handicapped one. Uh, unfortunately, coming down Essex Street, you'd see the sign on the front of it that said flush. And that wasn't exactly ideal. So we convinced the town, Gino, to put a cement platform out back that the porta potty could slide onto and had a, an enclosure built around it of wood. And uh, we're having that stain the same color as the chapel. It's not stained yet because it's now just new wood. It's, and it's kind of an eyesore as it is, but it won't be when it's the color of the chapel. Right. What a good and, solution. Uh, it needs to be something up there that, and you don't want to see a porta potty just sitting out in the driveway. <laughs> but it, without it, we we've lost some business people have said well no I, I really don't think i want a porta potty and you don't have a bathroom and they can't understand it but there isn't even any, there isn't even any water in the building it's tiny oh. there isn't really room there isn't no there so. isn't there's no place um right. in, in the back there's a small back hall to go down the back stairs but you have to go up onto the stage up three stairs onto the stage into this little back hall. <clears throat> you could possibly put a, a toilet. However, um, the ADA people, uh, they wouldn't hear that because how could they get to it? Right. So, you know, we're trying to be mindful of everyone, but um, what can you do? I mean, that's I'm it. Well, I, I think you came up with a pretty good um, solution to it. You know, that's the yeah. way to go. So we wow. would, you know, we would certainly love to see it used more. It's hard to think that you spent this much money and this much time to not have it used. So um, it's such a pretty tree-lined location. Yes. So um, I, I I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. You know, we try to tell as many people as we can. I'm always happy if somebody calls just to take them up and show them if they've never seen the inside of it, and, um, it because just, we're so proud of it and it's just so lovely. It needs to be maintained. Um, I mean, this has been we've been maintaining it, but um, it, it should be town should maintain it. That's it. But other than that, it's like you wonder about all the money that people gave and all the tradesmen that worked so hard on it for us and gave us their time. And then if we're not, if we're not utilizing it, it's like they did it for nothing. So um, we want it used. That's it. And <laughs> I anything. do think, exactly. I love the idea of having a wedding there. Yes. Yeah. You know, it would be a nice place if you were getting uh, remarried or renewing your vows. Exactly. Uh, something like you know it's just it's so lovely and many people in Swampscott have ties there because oh, they yes. have family members there at the cemetery right and um that ties it in very nicely I think it's amazing how many people have called for a funeral who've never been in it but they said my, my father my brother my mother whoever um they always wanted to be buried from here 
so I, I don't think I told you in the beginning how it, um, the chapel came to be. Um, it was, the money was given by Ellen Andrews and it was in memory of, she wanted a chapel built in memory of her husband, Isaac, who was the former selectman in town. It was only about $32,000 it cost to build it. Back in the day. Back in the day, and it was built in 1923. So it's been there all this time, and that's that's how it came to be. That's it's, who uh, Andrews is. That's oh, who Andrews. Yeah, Mr. Andrews was a selectman, and his wife a very generous donor to the town. What a nice memory, you know, to to have something yeah. like that in memory of somebody. Yes, yes. So, and uh, it's funny because there's a, um, a large tombstone right to the left of the building with Andrew's name on it, but it's not him. I have no oh. idea. I have no idea where he's buried. Inter no, different nobody Andrews. Knows. Nobody knows where he's buried. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Maybe under the chapel. I don't know. Oh, that would be perfect. Under yep. the chapel. That makes yep. sense. All right. Yep. Thank you so much, Deb, for sharing You're very this with welcome. me. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. Thing. Exactly. I'm so glad you joined us. I hope people are listening and get ideas for things that they'd like to do there at the chapel. Yes, yes. So. Uh, well, please, thank, thank you for the opportunity to tell, tell everyone about uh, our wonderful building and how proud we are of it. You're welcome. You. I appreciate the opportunity. Take care then. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.